you're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations, all while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. Now here's your host, Robin Waite. Welcome back, everybody. It's the next episode of the Fearless Business Podcast. I am your host, Robin Waite, the Fearless Business Coach. I've got a very esteemed guest with me today in the form of Arthur Iqbal, who is a classically trained direct response copywriter, uh, has done some amazing seven, eight, and nine-figure launches, and also is the author of this fine book here, Mind Hack Marketing. Welcome to the show, Arthur. Hey, thank you for having me, Robin. It's my absolute pleasure. Um, listen, I, people know I always like to dive straight and just add yes. some value into the lives. We'll obviously find out about Arthur a bit later on, but um, there are five kind of key tips which you've got around finding your ideal um, client, um, which I know is something which a lot of business owners struggle with, especially yeah. in the coaching and consulting and freelance space, because there's this big wide world out there now. We've got this global marketplace called the internet. So yeah. um, one of the things which I actually wanted to dive into straight away was around the psychology behind um, uh, how do you actually go about finding your ideal audience? Because let's yeah. face it, most business owners go, oh, I've got a product and there's the internet, so I'll just start selling it. But actually, yeah. that's not really the best approach, is it? You've got to really understand who it is that you're selling to. Yeah, I was I always like to take a strategic approach. And actually, nine times out of ten, when I go into a business and they say to me, oh, my marketing's not working, and have a look at it, like, that's the bit that they really mess up the most. Um, and I think what's what's fundamental is that it's a very strategic vantage point for you to understand who your ideal client is, right? So it's like, you've got to think of it like this. If you've got a product and you're trying to take it to market, you're trying to find an audience for that product. Whereas if you kind of turn it on the head and think, okay, is there already an audience out there that's looking for a solution that I can potentially offer them? It's a completely different question, you know? And actually, you end up with something that's far more powerful because it's aligned with what your audience already wants. Um, and I think in terms of like the psychology of a customer, right, I think why this is important is because people buy on emotion and they justify with logic. Right. So you think about every single buying decision you've ever made in your life somewhere in there. It's because it's made you feel good or because it, it feels like the right thing. This is why we impulse the hell out of things. You know, you'll go into a shop and you go in there with a list and you come out there with like 10 things more than what was actually on your list in the first place. Right. Um, and that's because, again, it's a lot of our decision making is always, always like driven by that emotion. So understanding your emotions um, and understanding the psychology of your customer is going to be your best friend. Right. So one of the sort of, and actually you're the one that uh, inspired this. One of the things I always tell people to do is to do the 100. Right. I was like, what's the 100? And it's like, okay, well, why don't you brainstorm the top 100 pains, uh, problems, uh, fears, frustrations, dreams, desires, and motivations of your ideal client. Right. Because if you, if you just like, just take a little bit of time to do that particular exercise and figure out, out figure out what is it that's actually driving my, my ideal audience to want to buy from me, then you can start putting that into your content, right? You can start talking about that in your content, in your emails, in your uh, posts that you're putting out there socially, right? And even in your marketing messages, so in your sales pages and that kind of stuff. Why? Because if you see something that's drawn to you emotionally, you're you're going to get that emotional buy-in, right? Um, even, even something as simple as purchasing a car, right? 
nobody needs a really expensive car, let's face it. You just need something that's going to take you from A to B. Okay. Um, but the psychology behind you wanting a really nice car is because you do it to look good, right? Somewhere in there, there's an intrinsic need for you to feel better about yourself, right? So whether that be you want to look wealthy, you want to look cool, you want to look successful, that's all they're the reasons why you would go for a, a better model. And what you'll do is you'll tell yourself, you'll justify it by telling yourself, well, actually, do you know what? Yeah, it's they're really reliable. It does this, it does that I mean, I did the same thing when I bought my car And everyone's like, well, why do you need such an expensive car? And I'm like, well, not really I don't really need an expensive car It just makes me look good, you know Um, And your audience is absolutely no different Right. Um, and so this is why understanding your audience is extraordinarily important. And I think if you don't understand your audience and you don't take the time to really dive deep into that psychology, unfortunately, the messages that you put in front of people, they're just not going to hit the mark. Right. They're just they're going to be completely off. Well, it tends to be that they they end up the one thing which they are most familiar with is their product or service. And so they end up kind of flipping into like salesman mode, which yes. is more talking about features like that car. Oh, it's got wheels and it's got a steering yeah. wheel and it's got an engine. So like, actually that doesn't make you feel anything. That's just oh. describing the car. So, you know, and most business owners do this. And it, But I think, do they not go there because it's like safe and comfortable and easy to list off the features of their product or service as opposed to actually digging seven layers deep into the pains and problems that your your ideal client's experiencing? Because yeah. there, there's some like truths in that, isn't there, yeah. which they have to face up to. I think it's, to be to be honest, I mean, most of the people that I've spoken to and I've, I've done business with like the small business owner uh, right up, up the way to like multi eight figure uh, companies. Right. I think it's because they just don't get it. That's all. They probably just never sat down to think about it. I mean, most businesses will literally like list off features which describes what something is. Right. And at the most, I think they might add in a couple of advantages. Right. But that's not it's not deep enough. Right. And so I like to take the laid approach where it's like, okay, well, if you've got a feature, okay, take that feature. So let's say I don't know, let's say you've got um, uh, a weight loss product. okay, and that weight loss product has the feature is it's a shopping list. okay. so I'm just going to give you a, a very simple example. The advantage is, is that you don't have to think about what you have to buy, like the thinking's done for you. Right. Um, but actually, what's the emotional, what's the benefit and what's the emotional benefit? Right. So take that same thing that you would have written. Oh, yeah. Shopping list is just, you know, makes it easy for you to think about. Actually, the, the emotional benefit is it's stress free weight loss. Right. That's what a person is really buying. Right. And you can do this to anything, by the way. So I would say it's like, look at your, your look at everything that you've written. OK, if you've got a list of just features, which is describing what something is, how can you take it to the next level? Number one, what's the advantage of having that as opposed to not having that? Right. Um, and then look at what's the benefit of that actual advantage. Right. So like you've got this. Well, what's the advantage? Uh, you know, you, you've you talked about that. But like, what's the benefit of that? Or, I don't, you know, everything is done for me. I don't have to think about it. Right. It, it's making the whole process a little bit is one last thing to think about. But what's the emotional benefit of that? Oh, it's stress free weight loss. Right. And you can you can repeat the process with every single thing that you do. Even just this one exercise alone will radically transform the way that you do your marketing. I love like, I love the idea Arthur, of um, having uh, done for you weight loss programs. I think that would be, if you yeah. could actually come up with that, that would be a <laughs> you'd wipe the floor with every other fitness professional. <laughs> but, I wish I, I get to, but that's the thing; it's it's more about taking the effort out of it, isn't it? Taking yeah. the effort and the stress and the worry, the concern, make yeah. it completely frictionless. So it's like super easy to follow the instructions yeah. that form part of that service. Other, you know, otherwise, what what 
what are you kind of left with? And I suppose that leads me on to my second question, which is yeah. like, why, why, you know, cause there are re- like, I don't think many people consider this. They never look at the people who don't buy and ask themselves a question, the question, why are these people not buying my products? Yeah. And you know what, this, you know what the answer is to that? It's very rarely about the money. I know that sounds like really weird, isn't it? But it's like, no, surely it's going to be about the money. No, it's because either they don't trust you. Okay. Or they don't trust themselves. This is really important. This is one thing that people don't really talk about. If you have got a product or a program that you know can produce amazing results for someone, especially if you're in service-based business, right? The nine times out of 10, and I've and I've seen this myself when I get on sales calls, right? You can hear the, the oh, okay. Um, yeah, but what about this? And if you do a little bit of digging and you think about what kind of questions they're asking, a lot of it is not really about you. It's more about how they feel about that. Right? So, you know, so they've got that self-doubt kicks in. Um, they don't have the time. They don't. Um, or, or it may even be that they've seen a better offer elsewhere. Right. Um, and I mean, I had this once where, you know, this lady, this was a long time ago now. She was basically debating with me whether or not she should join my program. And this is like I was doing like a whole bunch of freelancing stuff. And she was like, oh, I went with this other person. And I was like, Can I, I'm just I'm just really curious. Like, you know, why did you go with this other person? And she said, yeah, I just felt like this person um, had been around a lot longer than you. And I was like, OK, then fair enough. You know, I can't can't argue with that, you know, Um, but that's the thing. So your your audience is thinking exactly the same thing. It's rarely about the money. So if you've got somebody who is your ideal audience and they've got a bad, like they've got a, a real need to solve a problem and you can definitely help them. I would ask the question to myself is like, well, if it's not really about the money, what can I do to help allay their fears? Yeah. Right. If it's like if it, if they're doubting themselves, it could be that you've got an element of coaching in there or accountability, so that actually, no matter what, you're going to be holding their feet to the fire and you're going to be coaching them through the process. And that's what you would talk about then, right? You you, you touched upon the sales side of things. I think that's yeah. quite fascinating because there's questions there that people are too afraid to ask. You know, on the actual sales call. So, one one of the questions which is quite important, you know, hey. You know, if you sign up for me, what are, what are you looking for in a coach? Yeah. And what absolutely. are you not looking for in a coach? I think what an amazing question, Robin. Honestly, if you if you ask this question, they've literally just told you exactly what it is that they're looking for. Yeah. Then all they need from you is that reassurance that that's what they're going to get. Evidence of that. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 evidence that's of that. And then you've got to back up with what you, you know, like if you're if you're the better option, you've got to be able to prove because they're going to, that's at this point, this is where the logic comes in. So even though everything is emotionally driven, they still need to back up their decision-making with that logic. So this is where the proof comes in, social proof, hard stats, like what are the actual figures that this person is walking their talk and they can actually help me, right? They can yeah. do the thing that they said that they can help me with. So I would really go back and look at your process and ask yourself questions. What if somebody was coming to my business and my brand, what would stop them from taking that next step with me? Right. Is it because I don't have enough social proof? Is it because I haven't clearly articulated my process? That's a big one, by the way. People don't really talk about this a lot. But if they don't understand how you can help them, in other words, step one, step two, step three, step four, whatever that looks like, um, they, they don't really get it. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't really understand how you can take me who's struggling with this and turn me into this person here who's no longer struggling with that. 
right? So clearly articulating what does that journey look like? That's a really important one. This is something that a lot of business owners don't even do. So and, really and there's a way to indoctrinate people, isn't there, in that sequence? So by yes. it's almost like answer the objections before you can get to that point. So by through videos, through blog articles, through books through you know because you can you can cover off a lot of the practical stuff same if the same things get keep getting raised you know time and time again um cover them off with a bit of an indoctrination sequence and and interesting i had had somebody um was interested in joining fearless business last week and we came to the conclusion on the call that he wasn't ready for coaching there was a couple of things he could do like you know in the next month or two to prepare himself so he was in best shape for it and he had a second call booked with somebody else another coaching um organization and um they just pitched him they just sold him and and i I, and he came back to me and said actually robin i've chosen not not i've chosen neither options because you were the one who helped me realize that i didn't need coaching right now i'm not quite ready and that is also quite a powerful thing because because i think as well what that demonstrates is leadership and it shows that i know my clients and i know the people who are going to get the best results in my program and i'm not afraid to kind of walk away from it and i think too many business owners are very focused on themselves and not enough on their ideal client and what their needs are that's a big one and actually and and this is a bit of advice that i always give people especially if they're starting out right there's almost this fear that if i don't do the in or if I don't um you know try and get this person in the cash flow is going to be really bad right and I'm un- unfortunately at the beginning stage I mean I've been doing this almost 12 years now I was like that too so I'd get on this call with all these expectations and all this hopes that I'm going to turn this person into a client and all that ended up happening was you end up coming across almost desperate for the for the sale if that makes yeah. sense and the person does not walk away feeling as if you actually genuinely want their best interest at heart right um now my approach is radically different right I every time I get on a sales call there's zero attachment to that call zero right my only focus is one thing how can I help this person that's it right yeah. and sometimes helping the person is that saying to them directly you're not ready for this yeah. I have one person who um so she's my client and she paid me a lot of money for a funnel and whatnot and then she said oh my husband's looking to start a business like would you mind having a consultation with him I said yeah yeah of course so I got on the call with him and he was there with his business partner she was sat there as well and so we had this like really long discussion and I gave a lot of advice a lot of strategy and stuff and then at the end um she said to me she goes this is the bit where you get to pitch him and she was like like that you know she's trying to encourage me to pitch to him and I just thought this is actually the wrong thing to do so you know I just I turned on I said to him I said you know what I would love to work with you but you're not ready I just said it straight I said because for me to build you a funnel you're you've just started out I said you don't have the processes you don't have the infrastructure and you don't have the team in place to support growth I said I would actually be doing you a very big disservice and I'm telling you everyone including my client just sat there and they went Oh, hadn't thought about that. This is the thing, though. This is what so many people get wrong. I always use surgery as a bit of an analogy because, like, it'd be like a a brain surgeon having somebody who's got a problematic knee sat in front of them. And the brain surgeon could probably do the surgery and probably help them, but they're not a knee specialist. Like, why, you know, why? And maybe their knee isn't even as badly damaged as they thought it was. So maybe now isn't the right time. Give it another six months and actually let's introduce you to the knee surgeon. I I just think it's daft. Too many people are just, you know, selling products when they shouldn't be. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of, um, it's the nature of the beast. I think with the world we live in, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, people with, who aren't necessarily ethically or morally, you know, you know, 
following following the right sorts of ways around doing business. Yeah, um, definitely. I had a question though because it, it, this is I think the world is very confusing and, and we are in amongst also a group of very discerning buyers despite the yeah. fact that it's you know there's a there's 10 times the number of marketers out there than there was 20 years ago. So how do you get in front of more of the right people? Oh, that's I love this question. I think it's you know what you you got to remember. Yeah, not everyone is going to be your client, right? And actually, for you to do well as a business owner, um, I heard I can't remember the name of the marketer who actually said this that you only ever really need in your lifetime a hundred really amazing clients. That's it. And if you think about that number, it's not everyone, is it? It's just such a small group. So the way that I and this is how I do it, um, and I always tell people go and find people on Facebook Facebook groups and on pages that potentially are your ideal audience. For example, I go after a lot of coaches and consultants, right? So go and find the experts, the influencers are already crushing it with that niche, right? So if I picked, for example, uh, Brendan Burchard, he's, he's the one that I always like look at as a great example, go to his actual uh, business page. He's got something like five point something million followers on his page. And if you look at like on, on the tabs, um, you can actually show like where all of his followers and who's he following and what you'll find in that and this is like a gold mine by the way right number one you'll see all of the other influencers that he's following and that are following him so that will give you exposure to more of the right kinds of people you will also be able to see who's um which are the individual people that are following him and all you need to do is literally go send them a friend request that's all you need to do you don't need to do anything more than that but the, here's the other th- cool thing if you again this is on on, on a business page of, of expert influencers we've got a large audience right if you scroll down um you'll see on there all of the the facebook groups and the events that they hang out in in other words literally all of your research is done right why do you need to re- reinvent the wheel right go hang out in these facebook groups and look at like literally everyone in that group if you're going after coaches and consultants and you're following mr bashard and you go into one of his facebook groups Literally everyone in that group is going to be a culture of consultant. So wait, I have a burning question at this point, Arthur, yeah, and I already on. know what the answer is. Yeah, go on. Why don't people do that research? Um, I think a lot of it is because they don't know how. Um, and maybe, like how you just explained it there, like in a minute, yeah. two minutes, it's yeah. like it sounds super simple. So why don't they do it? It is, it is. I think it's because they don't have that awareness. I think what ends up happening, and I've seen this time and again, people get caught up in what I like to call shiny object syndrome, right? So they'll see an ad. Oh, we made like X amount of money in like however much time. And they're like, oh, I'd like to be able to do that. And they literally flip between, they look at the tactics rather than the strategy, right? And they don't do the necessary deep work. But there's also something else that I've noticed as well. And this is another reason why people don't do this is because a lot of marketers, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but there are loads of marketers out there. They'll say, oh yeah, you've got to look at your avatar. And they'll give you like one sheet to look at one sheet and they'll get you to fill it in and it's like okay i filled in the sheet now what the hell do i do with it they actually don't know what the next step is right so for example when i'm teaching people about avatars i've got an entire workshop it's a two-day workshop deep dive um that actually goes through the whole process like day one is all about the psychology of the customer and day two is about how do we take that information and how do we actually turn it into a campaign like what do we actually do with that info um and i think that's the thing that's i feel like there's a there's a missing link there um and that's one of the reasons why i wrote my book because i was like 
surely this is stuff that people should know and people don't get it. That's the thing. They really don't understand it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to know who our ideal client is. But actually we have no idea how on earth to speak to them in a way that's going to get them to listen. And, and I think that's the that's the secret sauce, in my opinion, of a really successful business. And, and you, you know, so we're, we're now kind of hanging out in a similar sort of place to where our ideal client hangs out. How do you actually get them to sort of notice you? But short of, um, there's a, a great um, consultant in America, Ahmad Munawar, who does these yeah. Amazing, like parody videos where he's like oh, yeah, he walking yeah. down the street with these looky looky things, going, "Do you want some consulting? Can I sell you yeah. some consulting? Do you want some consulting?" Yeah, like, that, that cracks me up because I think that's how most people are marketing and trying to get people to notice them. Of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> and actually, what, what, there's a couple of things that you need, right? So, number one, you do need to have a great. Uh, value proposition, right? Don't just be another coach, okay? Be a specialist in what you do, okay? Like anyone in the world can sell, you know, uh, conf- you know, anyone in the world can be a life coach, right? Um, and, and anyone in the world can do confidence coaching, but only like you could have, uh, you could be the conf- the confidence coach that has a three-step, you know, uh, limited, um, uh, fearless uh, confidence uh, program, right? So it's like a three-step system, okay? So it's about having number one, a signature program, okay? I always think that's extremely important. That's almost like, that's your positioning piece, right? Right there. It's a separate issue from everyone else. You're not just selling sessions. And actually it ties in a lot with what you do as well, Robin, because we know from like, I mean, I've, I've, I've been in your program, right? It's not about selling the packages. It's not about doing the trade, trading the time for money. It's about selling the outcome. It's about selling, you know, what is the transformation that you provide at the end of it and helping people to understand and articulating it in such a way that people could understand what it is that you do in a way that resonates with them. Right. And I feel that if you've got that in place, you're going to be fine. Right. Um, But where people really screw up is they sound like everybody else. Right. Nobody's interested in yet another person. Right. Who just sounds like everyone else. You've got to have a different perspective. Be your own person, right? Have a personality, share that, right? Have a series of values that you live and die by and then start producing incredible content, right? And if you do that and you do it consistently at first, people might look at your content and they might be a little bit unsure, but over time, guess what's going to happen? It's almost like a compounded effect, right? So when you put something out there, people will be like, oh my God, this, this stuff is really good. Right? That's when you know, you. this is where you start getting the calls booked. Yeah. So it's building that uh, emotional connection with your audience by consistently putting amazing content in front of them. Well, that, that value proposition, I mean, this, this is, um, I'm, 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 I'm actually, I probably don't, people, other people might be surprised, but I'm naturally an introvert. So I found it very hard to kind of get out there and tell my story to start off because yes. I find it quite emotional just yeah. you know, opening up about that sort of stuff. But actually when I started doing that, all of a sudden I connected with a different sort of person who kind of gets me, but it's, it's not only that, I know this sounds like uh, probably, I don't know, really dumb, but People even, re- it's down to resonance. And if people even just like the sound of your voice, yeah. they're going to resonate with you more. Okay. If they like the words which you use, they're going to resonate with you more. If they like the stories that you tell and they can resonate with that, they're going to like you Definitely. more. Definitely. Even, even down to, you know, because I, 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 I pay attention to the reviews of my books, um, yeah. Arthur. And there's one person who left a review because the person who wrote my sports, my um, uh, foreword, yeah. um, they swore twice. They used the F word in it twice in, in the foreword. Now, I made a point of not swearing in throughout the book, right? Yeah. Um, but they didn't read the rest of it and wanted a refund because the forward, it's like, it baffles me. But I'm like, cool, do you know what? Like, if that's enough to put you off, I mean, I do swear occasionally on 
podcast and coaching calls and things like that. But that's when people kind of get to know me. Yeah. Um, that's your value value system, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So that person's value system was not aligned with they just yes, were, they weren't even necessarily with you. It was more they just read the forward, saw a couple of spywords. I thought, uh oh, right, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want it. I was like, but, but more for them because they've missed out on like hopefully what is a great book and some loads book. of valuable advice in there. You know, yeah. but that's their fault, not mine. Yeah. Um, cool. So, and I mean, and I think it's that resonance, that ability to be able to tell those stories, and um, you know, it's not just about attracting people in, but I think that's the thing which actually helps retain people as a, yeah, like as an ideal client, that tribe that you kind of talk about, that thousand raving fans. That that's what you need. To, but you do need to be able to continually be able to resonate with people and tell that story. Definitely, and I think one of the ways in which you can do that is don't be scared to share where you're at in your journey as well, because it actually endears you to people. Right? It's a really interesting thing. So something goes wrong, be very open about what went wrong as well, you know, because the thing is though, if you come across as being polished and perfect all the time, you're almost untouchable. It's like, Oh, I can't relate to this person because she's like Miss Perfect, you know, he's Mr. Everything he touches turns to gold and we're not like that. And I can't, I just cannot resonate with somebody like that. You don't want to be that person, right? Instead show the human side of you where if something doesn't work, be open and be willing to share what didn't work and also be willing to share the the, the downs in your journey you know there's, there's a so. video somewhere after in the archives of fearless business where i yeah. um uh, shortly after we bought this house which i live in now um a few things had gone wrong in a week and there's a video a live video which i did it's only about 10 minutes where i'm sat at the bottom of my garden hiding from my family with a bottle of wine and a glass <laughs> and explaining to people like this week of hell that I had yeah. for various reasons just everything yeah. I tried gone to shit yeah. um, and there was obviously a positive message which came behind it but just the the flood of like comments and positivity which yeah. actually came out the back of that like oh my god Robin's Robin's human he's not a robot yeah, and it's just like exactly. But, exactly. but that's what endears you to other people isn't it it does of course it does and also you know what people see your real personality come out as well it's like okay this person's just like exactly what you just said just like us right and actually it increases the no like and trust factor right so from a psychological point of view if somebody tells a story that you can resonate with what actually happens you empathize with that person yeah you understand and then suddenly whether you uh, care to admit it or not you've suddenly got an emotional connection with this person right and that's the thing that's going to pull you in i mean one of the things that i get told all the time and it's been told to me so many times now i kind of like you know what if that's what people are telling me then i'm going to make an effort to do more of this and they always say to me you make marketing so simple you make it really simple and easy to understand and i'm like well yeah actually i do because for me i don't like complicated stuff like tell like if trust me i'm very lazy when it comes to certain things right and i'm like if i can find an easy way to do something i trust me i'm going to find it right and then i like to share what i've learned and then i like to share what is that easy button with everybody else right yeah. and i think that's probably what makes it a lot easy for other people as well to understand me so and and by the way this is true of your audience too Okay. If people find your stuff too complicated or they're having to sit there and they're almost having to decipher it, you've literally, you know, you've lost the point of of the whole thing, right? You've got to make things easy for them to understand. As soon as it becomes easy and as soon as it emotionally resonates, you've got them on board, right? But the second you overcomplicate something, they'll be like, I don't really get this. And they tune out, right? And so if you confuse, you lose. And I think that's, that's really important for people to understand as well. 
hundred percent. I love that. If you confuse, you lose. Yeah. So, so you're a mum. Uh, you've been running business for at least sort of a, a, the best part of a decade. So how did you get into more copywriting? Than decade, and yeah, yeah. more than a decade. <laughs> how, how did you get into doing what you do? So it's really interesting now. So this, this is a bit where I tell my story now, right? So essentially, um, I started in 2010 when my marriage was actually falling apart. So at that time, my oldest was, uh, so he was like six years old and I had a 10 month old as well. Um, so very, my children were very small and basically everything just fell apart. And I was like, oh crap, now what do I do? <laughs> so I was like, I've got to figure something. I'm laughing about it now, but at the time it was really not funny. And I was like, I've got to do something that's going to enable me to have that freedom for myself um, and give me that financial independence and allow me to live on my own terms. Now, I I, I was actually on maternity leave because I was working in a school at the time. And I thought, I'm not putting my, I don't want to put my son into a nursery. He's too little. He's only 10 months old. I don't want to put him in a nursery. It's not for me. Um, so I needed to figure out something to do from home. And that's when I started writing. So I, I brainstormed with my sister, what should I do? And she was like, well, you've always been really good at writing. Why don't you just do that? So I was like, I didn't even know what the heck I was doing. And I started off with a couple of like freelancing gigs, you know, advertising on freelancing sites. I wasn't getting paid very much. It was like, I think I like started off like £10 an hour or something. Um, and then I came across copyright. In, and I must admit, I had no freaking idea of what the hell is that, but it sounded really interesting and really exciting. I was like, oh, this sounds really, really cool. So I got a couple of like courses and I learned, like I, I put myself through those courses and I learned the basics of it. Um, then I got onto the warrior forum. So for any of you oldies people who, who know it used to be the, it used to be the forum on the planet. Um, if you were in internet marketing. And it, honest, honest to God, it was like walking through, walking through into a completely different world. I was like, whoa, this is really fascinating stuff. Um, Because it's all based on psychology, right? So like marketing is psychology. That's literally it, right? If there's one word to sum up marketing, it's definitely that, right? Um, And so basically I came across a guy there called Paul Hancocks and he's like an A-list copywriter. He's pretty much underground. And he had like this like mentoring program. And I was like, Okay, I don't have the money to do this, but this sounds amazing. I, I got to sign up. So I did. I borrowed the money off my sister-in-law and I put the money down and I was dead scared. I'm going to be honest. I was really frightened because I thought, what if this does not pay off? Then I'm really in a bad place, right? But I did it and I literally flew through it. And he mentored me one-on-one for an entire year. And then when I started getting my first clients coming in, and now all of a sudden they were paying me way more money than, than that £10 an hour that I was getting. I was like, hang on a minute, I'm onto something here. Um, and then it kind of mushroomed from there. So actually within 18 months of me, uh, you know, uh, starting up my business and whatnot, I was able to, to leave, uh, took my two children with me. And then a couple of years after that, filed for divorce and whatnot. Um, and then it was like, that's it. The rest is history. It literally started off as something that was supposed to be to just make me a little bit of income from home um, just so that I won't have to go out and work. And now it's, uh, you know, I have a six figure business now. Um, but along the way, I've I've done a lot right in terms of self-development. Um, and a lot of this has been like masterminding, getting, on, you know, getting onto actual programs and, and, and really investing in yourself because you have to invest in yourself. You can't get to that next level if you don't invest in yourself. Um, I got onto, I did your accelerator program, which was amazing, by the way, everyone. So if anyone's sat there thinking, I don't know, should I do Robin's program? Yes, you should. You totally should do it. Right. Um, it was amazing. Right. And then I got onto other programs and whatnot. And literally that's where it, it, when I started getting into these types of circles, that's where 
people who were a lot more distinguished in terms of where they were in terms of their influence and their impact, they started noticing the stuff that I was posting in groups and things like that. And they started hiring me. So some of my clients include Marissa Pia. I've, I've written for Jay Abraham, Shakir Hussain, uh, Entrepreneurial Muslim. I mean, you know, Dan Bradbury. I mean, I've got some amazing clients on, on, on my uh, on my uh, client list. Um, and yeah, the rest, as you say, is history. So uh, my book is actually based on uh, almost 12 years of my knowledge. Yeah. It's an amazing book, Mind Hack Marketing. Yes. How to turn customer psychology into breakthrough sales. After a little, little personal story, because you mentioned about yeah. fearless business there. So I still remember where I was in the world. You and I, yeah. I was in my car. We had a conversation. Um, it was a bit of an ad hoc one because you asked for a turbo call with me. And yeah. so I just, I was like, well, I'll just call her back because I'm in the car. Yeah. So got time. <laughs> and that was the point where, um, I don't know if you have the same memory of this probably, but it was where you were kind of like, you were doing four figure packages. Yes. And then we were like, no, no, Arthur, you're worth five figures now. Every, every program we shifted it from being like, 8k to 18k yeah. or something like that in one yeah, conversation crazy yeah <laughs> i do i was like Ooh. it was very scary though i won't lie it was very very scary i, I think my i think my words to you after were just fucking do it because you're worth yeah. it i think that's what i said and yeah. I, I think everybody needs to bear that in mind so you're yeah. you're very talented and there's some names which you reeled off there but they're incredibly like influential sort of global i call them like the the grandfathers of internet marketing because they're all yeah, in their sort of 50s definitely. and 60s now and they were doing it like way back and like yeah. when the internet started out you know and you had the great opportunity to be able to write for them and work alongside them and yes. I know like a mutual contact as well Dan Bradbury is very high on um yeah. you, you know your people who you value in your world as well and he's oh, like a fantastic amazing. coach amazing I'm actually on his mastermind program and yeah. like I would say if there's I'd say if there's one program that's had probably the the biggest impact on my on my business more in terms of like finances and, and numbers and things like that um and by the way every single business owner it, 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 you've got to know your numbers man seriously you really got to know your numbers like he completely shifted my my thinking um and yeah I mean it's it, I'm going into year seven now so which is which is amazing so yeah <laughs> amazing amazing guy amazing guy awesome um your book we've got um three copies of these to give away <laughs> How? What are we going to do? Because what um, people are going to have to do something to earn those one of those three copies. And you're going to sign them as well, aren't you? So I'm going to sign them, and I yeah. will send them out. More than happy to do that. I don't know. What do you suggest, Robin? Well, I suggest what we what we'll do is we'll select those three people at random. But there's there's like we'll get you to do two two or three things. I think if you yeah. can um, uh, share this episode of the podcast on social media, that's a given, isn't it? And you yeah. whatever LinkedIn or. Instagram or Facebook, wherever you want to share this episode of the podcast, please do do it. Um, and what else do we want to get them to do? <laughs> we should get to review this on iTunes as well, this, this episode of the podcast too. Yeah, that, yeah, let's get them to do that. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll so ask, share the episode on one. social, yeah. leave an iTunes review, yeah. um, email me, and then, so I'll pick them out after, save you the work. Yeah. So email me, robin at robinwait.com, and I'll I'll pick three people at random. We'll give yes. it a month, I think, you know, three weeks, four weeks after the, yeah. um, the podcast episode's gone live. But yeah, so... Um, uh, so share this episode, give us a little review on iTunes, and then we'll yeah. select three people at random who will get a signed copy of Mind Hack Marketing from Arthur. It's yeah. a fantastic book, absolutely amazing. I mean, there's so much value in here, and it's all about the psychology of marketing, which is if yeah. you get some of that, like you're going to be winning. So um, oh, yeah. Arthur, how can people get hold of you? 
So best place to actually get a hold of me um, is actually my Facebook group. Um, so it's uh, just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash mind hack marketing. So it's all one word. Um, so if you look that up or you can just go and just type me in RFS direct well, into Facebook. I'm mostly on Facebook. I do have a LinkedIn presence as well, but I'm going to be honest with you. I prefer Facebook uh, over and above everything else. I've also got a website, uh, rfsiretiqbal.com. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to, to, to basically get. Cool. Well, we'll make sure we share all of those in the show notes as well, just in case anybody's driving and wants to kind of, you know, don't, don't go clicking on links whilst you're in your car. Folks. <laughs> it's not a safe thing to do. Um, so awesome. Thank you, Arthur. It's been um, massively helpful. I know that we can have a conversation all day if we wanted to. You and I could probably just do a one day summit on our own, really. Honestly. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> you've got so much, so much knowledge around um, what you do, um, but I've got one question just to kind of close things down for the episode, if that's okay. So we're going to jump into the um, fearless business time machine now, and we're going to go back to a, a day in in your life in the past at some point, and you're going to have a word with Arthur. So what what year is it, and what are you going to say to Arthur back then? Oh, very, that's a very easy one. So it's uh, 2013. And essentially, um, that was the the year that I did a massive event, which nearly cost me five grand. Um, I a, a very big mistake, really big mistake, because I didn't understand the psychology of my customer, and I actually went in um, trying to pitch a two k program to people who are essentially broke. And sometimes, with the best will will in the world. The, the alignment is just completely off. And I didn't really stop to consider the psychology of my customer, right? Yeah. Now, if I'd have gone in with a smaller offer, definitely people would have taken it, right? Um, and so the advice that I would have given myself is, Arafat, do you know what? Stop focusing on what you want to sell and start focusing based on where your customer is at. And when you do that, that's where the trajectory of your business will completely change. So yeah, that, that's the advice that I would have given myself. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you, you can't, that's probably a £5,000 um, PhD, which you got in that sort yeah. of mistake. So I, I never, you, yeah. there's never any failures, are there, or, or things that we do wrong. It's, learning, it's, it? it's a learning experience. But I also think as well that I know you're very abundant, Arthur, so I know that probably you did it with the best intentions. You really wanted yeah. to desperately help people. People. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. But there was also that point of like you just didn't fully think the whole process through in terms of kind of making sure that alignment alignment was in place. So um, yeah, I, I totally get it. Totally understand. Um, but but I, I I think you did it from an abundant, a very genuine and generous place. Definitely. So. I mean, I, I wanted. I mean, I booked like forty six appointments over that weekend. Yeah. Um, I got on those calls, and I'm telling you, I gave so much value, so much strategy, so much advice. And it was like when it came to the pitching part, no, then the excuses started rolling, and then I realized straight away. I mean, these are people who are just starting now they don't have two grand come on this is this is ridiculous so you've got to look at where people you have to meet people where they are at not where you are at and I think that was a a really big lesson that I learned you know thankfully I learned it then and not now so (laughs) yeah but (laughs) these things are sent to test us so we learn from it awesome Arthur it's been an absolute pleasure please folks do go and check out her book Mind Hack Marketing don't forget if you do share this and then make sure you leave a review for the Fearless Business Podcast on iTunes uh, and share that with me robin at robinweight.com you'll be in 
the running to win a signed copy, one of three signed copies of Mindhack Marketing as well. Yeah. If you do want to jump the queue, you can always jump onto Amazon and go and buy that too. So, um, and that'll help Arthur out as well. Yeah, uh, that'd be amazing. Get, get learning mind ha- about Mindhack Marketing like straight away. Yeah. Um, and uh, for those of you who um, aren't subscribed to the Fearless Business Podcast, do tune in because we do, um, uh, I'm recording an episode every Friday this year, uh, which is essentially, it's it's a rant, isn't it, Arthur? Let's be fair. It's just me talking about something to do with marketing sales, running a small business and things like that. All of the areas where people um, uh, uh, demonstrate some kind of fear within um, why, you know, why and how they're running their business. Um, So do tune into those every Friday and we will periodically have amazing guests out there like Arthur as well. And if you like what you hear, please do leave a review on iTunes. It just helps other people to find uh, the podcast. Like recently, we got into the top 10 podcast, marketing podcasts in Lebanon. So we we help people all around the world, which is just quite remarkable. So uh, Arthur, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye.